This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of I Want to Matter. Your life is too short and too precious to waste. Written and narrated by New York Times bestseller Kathy Lee Gifford. Available now everywhere you get audiobooks. Dynamic voices for a diverse church. This is Pass the Mic. Greetings and God bless. Welcome to another episode of Pastor Mike, Dynamic Voices for a Diverse Church, powered by the Witness, a Black Christian Collective. I am your host, Tyler Burns. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at your own risk. Burns Clan. <laughs> <laughs> follow at your own risk. It be your own. You see this? It be your own. <laughs> Spring it on me. I'll point to him and he don't even me. know my thing, man. Listen, it's all good. It's all good. And host. joining me as always, of course, is <laughs> the founder of The Witness, very extensive bio, the man, the myth, the legend, but two-time best-selling author, Mr. Blue Check Verified himself, Dr. Jamar Tisby, what's going on, black man? Yo, what's up, good people? I just want to tell you about this new joint I got going on. JamarTisby.substack.com. Yo, check it out. Word. Is that good? This is why we is say heal black man. <laughs> <laughs> We've been telling y'all to heal. This is why we need we're, to heal. We're experimenting. We're workshopping. I'm, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. What you listening to these days? What music you listening to? Oh, my to? gosh. I'm, I got Kid Cudi on repeat still. Of course. We talked about that before. Um Aaliyah finally got on iTunes, okay. so I've been yep. listening to some Aaliyah. Uh, what do I do? I do a lot of um, beats instrumental music because like I'm lo-fi? writing and lo-fi? reading. Yeah. Yes, exactly, lo-fi. Um, and then I'm letting this see. This is premium content. Letting people in on this. Yeah. Uh, I listen to movie soundtracks, action movie soundtracks. I so love movie soundtracks. Just, just the instrument. Just didn't I, didn't no I put you on to movie soundtracks? Mm, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I kind of did. I yeah. feel like I need to get credit for that. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Okay. You are a tastemaker. We we know See, this. We, we out know here. this. We out here. But that's, that's you know, music is self-care, right? Like this is one yeah. of those things that that, that that can transport you beyond a situation or remind you of a reality that you need to be reminded of. Yeah, that new Lucky Day album is wild. Oh, is that right? I haven't yeah, listened to that. Yeah, that new Lucky I'm, Day I'm, album. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on that. Lucky Day. Yeah, Lucky Day is one of my favorite artists, for sure. <laughs> Tyler's yeah. always got the deep cuts. Not that that is one. Nah, but if Lucky, you keep Lucky Day's asking, dope. Yeah, Lucky Day is dope. I got some others. I got some others. <laughs> I'm going to save some for the cultural artifacts. I know, I know. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm holding on. I'm trying to slip in my, my cultural artifacts too early this year. Yeah, you're really excited. You're going to yeah, have to make it by I need, to, I, need to like, I need to get some others. I need to replace those with others. But yes, music is a form of self-care. And that's what we want to talk about. Obviously, last week, we talked about this first part, which is the case for healing for black men. It's a series called Heal Black Man. And it's our desire that you would walk in the healing that you deserve. Amen. That you're worthy of. That we would see that we are worthy, um, that we would see that we are worthy, not just of, quote unquote, what we consider success, but love and care and taking care of ourselves and receiving and being first before we go out and do. And I hope this is actually an encouragement to other people that you're able to share this with black men in your life if you are not a black man. Um, that it would be something that may speak to where they're at, may speak to something that they need to be encouraged in, and that we together would come together and fill, fill out and figure out what it looks like for us to really heal. And so we'll do a few more of these, but we felt like it was very important for us to talk about this together uh, because we're going through healing journeys together. Yeah, yeah. And that's what is really oftentimes what keeps us going, it's knowing mm-hmm. that there are other people who are doing this. So 
Today, we want to talk about something I think is very difficult because last week we talked about this concept of our schedules and busyness and consistently going, going, going. And so I'm really bad at resting. <laughs> you know? Yes, I'm you just, are. I'm really bad at resting. And I say that resting. as somebody who's bad. You're really bad at it. Yeah, it's not, you're healing it's not from working it. out yeah. really well for me. I'm trying to turn off my brain. I know there's like some little things and yeah. that I'm working through in terms of mental health. Right. And maybe even some diagnoses that I'm trying to... You know, Those work are not through. little things. Yeah, but, you, you know. know, just some things that are I'm still trying to process and figure out myself. Word, word. You know, like what is potentially preventing me from doing right. some of these things right. that would help and heal me. But rest is a stronghold, man. Yeah, work yeah. has me in a chokehold. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, I I, I can completely relate. Um, especially the mid 2010s, 2014, 2015, 2016, and beyond. Yeah, hustling. So I was doing. Grad school, trying to get a PhD. I was writing a book. I was helping to lead the witness. This podcast, traveling and speaking, that's what really messed me up. Once the book, my first book came out in January 2019, um, thankfully I was booked and busy, but that also meant no rest and also feeling this obligation with a mission. The mission is so big. We got to be on it. So <laughs> it's funny that we need to talk about the narratives we tell ourselves. Yeah. Cause that's what I'm actually. Yeah. People are um, peeling well, that back and unpacking that for me. but Yeah, it, you know, ra racism doesn't rest, so I can't either, <laughs> yeah. you know. White supremacy ain't resting. <laughs> you know, so um, my, my wife, Janae, was actually really helpful in this because she knows how to turn it off and turn, turn it on and turn it off. And I didn't. And I still struggle with it, obviously. Um, but everything I was doing revolved around some sort of productivity and some sort of right. output to the extent. I literally did not know how to recreate. Hmm. I did not know what was fun for fun's sake, what was enjoyable for enjoy enjoyment's sake. Now, granted, I get a lot of fulfillment out of the work I do. So reading history, writing, right. you know, these things that are productive and output, I really like do enjoy. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch preaching. And yeah. that's gonna be yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's still work, you know. So I'll tell, you know, my wife would be like, um, you don't even rest when when we go on vacation somewhere. I'm like, yeah, all I do is read. Yeah, but you're reading history. Mm. I feel like, but I enjoy it. Yes, but you haven't switched your mind into a different gear or a different frame, right. which actually is helpful for your productivity mm. because it fills you up. And so I have had to literally discipline myself to enjoy myself, right? To rest. Right. Yeah. And here's a big, biggest mistake I've made in the past year when it comes to healing is. I stepped down from the Center for Anti-Racist Research mm. August 5th. That was literally the same day I defended my dissertation. What did that's I a big decision, by the way. That's big. <laughs> it, it, it was a lot that went into it. And that's a whole, we can talk about discernment at some point. Yeah, how do we, how do we discern? That. Yeah. Um, so that moment, that particular day was an immediate shift in seasons of my life. Mm. It meant, no job at that point. <laughs> it meant a completion of a five-year process to get this degree. And what do I do? I immediately jump into trying to start something new, hmm. trying to hmm. build a business, trying to hmm. build revenue, hmm. right? And, and, and there's some urgency behind it, yeah, sure. But what I didn't do was rest. Hmm. And if I could go back to August 2021, wow. I would tell myself, Jamar, sit down. 
enjoy this moment where you don't have a bunch of obligations, where you're able to craft a new reality for yourself, at least vocationally, but don't do it right away. Mm. Take a breath, take a breather. And this gets back into celebrating our accomplishments, our achievements. I made a big deal about getting the PhD and I did that. That was a years long process of decision-making because as I got into the throes of it and, and, and getting a PhD is not about intelligence. It's about perseverance. Hmm. It is a war of attrition. And when, as I got into the doldrums, I finished my coursework, I, I did my comps, and now you're on your own to, to actually research and do the dissertation. And I'm doing five, six different things. I'm working full, full, full time and doing this degree, right? As I get into the doldrums of the degree, I made the conscious choice. This is so hard right now, what I'm going through, that when I get through it, I'm going to celebrate. Mm-hmm. But that was different than what I'd ever done before with the, with the MDiv, with, you know, anything related to the witness, I hadn't really told myself this is something worthy of celebrating. Hmm. And celebration can take a lot of things. It take a lot of it. So I, I, I published it on the socials. It's not official till it's Facebook official or Instagram or TikTok, (laughs) whatever the kids are in these days. Right. So there was that, but more importantly, we built up to a vacation, which my whole family went on because it was my whole family getting me through. Right. And celebration was rest. It was enjoyment. Mm. It was saying, dang, I did that. Mm. You know? So, I mean, all of that for me was a paradigm shift. And I think we should be celebrating our achievements a lot more. And I think we should be resting, giving ourselves permission to rest and even to take seasons of rest and seasons of, in the Old Testament, let the field lie fallow. Hmm. We, 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 cultivate the land, we, we, we plant the seeds, we, we cultivate the crops, we harvest it, and then immediately we want to start all over again. No, no, no. Let the land lie fallow hmm, hmm. to replenish the nutrients so you don't wear out the soil. But that's what we do in our souls. That's what we do with our bodies. Right. I'm just, yeah. I'm passionate about this. Uh, yeah, this is really helping me you know, to heal. And what do you think of some of these barriers of rest? Because I know a lot of people internally are probably as black men considering, oh, what about this? What about that? What about there's automatically the what about? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, what are some of these barriers? Number one is going to be in our mind. But then what are some of these real world barriers as well that keep us from engaging in rest and not healing how we should? I don't know that we have great examples. Hmm. Who do we look to as, you know, I saw <laughs> recent on Instagram, LeBron James posted, and it looked like he was in, what, the Maldives or something? It yeah. was one of these places where it's a luxury resort and your room is like this. I feel like he was literally in Cancun. Like, it, it makes me feel like he was, you know how the joke is, you know, when you get eliminated from the playoffs, you go to Cancun. <laughs> I've been to Cancun. I feel like he was there. I it's got, it was like someplace it was, sunny, it did, it did blue look very water. Lux, it did look very luxurious. But the caption is what got me. He was just like, thank God. You know, he was expressing gratitude and thankfulness. I think he said life, thank you, or something like that. And I was like, well, that can't be everybody's reality in terms of 
the was, financial was that the one ability. where he was dancing? Yeah, he's in it like a speedo or something. I'm like this. Oh no, I didn't much. see that. One. No, he no, was in a he was in a swimsuit. Yeah. No, I didn't see that. No, I saw the one where he in was the dancing on the beach. He was dancing. His wife was filming him. Yeah. He had like basketball shorts on. No, and... not this one. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Yeah, but we he got was, like, we, we got a lot more of LeBron James in this post. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but you know, what examples do we have of people mm-hmm. and 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 really people who are not sort of like. Like, superstars you know, opulent yeah you know, like we can't all jet off to a private resort right but whether it's pastors or fathers or brothers right i we've talked about this so much a sort of grown man weekend kind of thing mm. for black christian men how fun would that be i was just at this place outside of kansas city called the elms and it was this beautiful historic hotel built in 1888 very affordable, but it's also attached to this spa that has like everything, including a place they call, uh, I think the, the grotto. Um, and it's just, it's got this huge hot tub. It's got the steam room. It's got the sauna and it's got these lounge chairs and you just sit. You just said, I was like, for our next podcast retreat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why we ain't there right now? That's all I'm trying to figure out. But when do we do that? And, 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 and is, it, is, it, is, it, is it gendered in the sense of self-care is considered feminine? Mm. And so men's self-care, and then you get this sort of toxic masculinity of the only safe and acceptable ways for men to recreate are outdoors with a gun and a beer or, or something. Hopefully you're right. not mixing those two. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> you please know. Don't. Um but you know, you, so so then we get confined. Beers and guns. <laughs> we, <laughs> what would they say? What if he was in <laughs> the Bible bacon beer guns or something? <laughs> I'm sure it's on a poster at Hobby Lobby somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um you know what I'm saying? So we don't even have a wide enough <laughs> scope of what's possible. I'm so, sorry, that took me out. <laughs> I imagine a time. <laughs> Toast your neighbor. Then shoot the foul. Go ahead. <laughs> it's like, what? That does not sound like rest to me. If there's a weapon, I'm not resting. Bro, you you on. Like, I hope I don't get accidentally hurt by this weapon. Um, but you know, if that's whatever. That's what but, you do. I mean, that's what I'm just saying for me. But the other thing is this hustle culture. Mm. Like it's seen as a virtue. That you're always hustling. I get up earlier. I stay up later. People are scrolling through social media and I'm working. Like, okay. I mean, I, I get diligence, but there's maybe a difference between diligence and hustle culture. Yeah, absolutely. I think diligence is. I'm just receiving. Taking man, your obligations you seriously. Me. I'm just receiving. But hustle culture is I've got to move a to get ahead of other people, B, to outrun the shame that's really the source of my mm, hustle. Yikes. Right? Yikes. Yeah. So I think we need to take self-care and at a deeper level joy as a spiritual discipline, hmm. which means we need to intentionally structure that into our lives. So for me, I've had to experiment a lot because like I told you, I did not know how to have fun. Right. Right. I did not know how to recreate, recreate, have fun. So what did that mean? I started with Legos. Mm -hmm. I was like, let me do something that is physical and tangible. Because 
my old youth pastor told me, he said, a lot of people who work in sort of service professions like pastor or therapist, because what they're doing is kind of intangible, you're working with people, they really get a lot out of doing something concrete with with their hands, mm-hmm. that they can see a result and see a product. That's helpful. Right? So, so I started with that. Video games. I've never been like a wow. gamer, right? I played, you know, and when I was a kid and whatnot. But then I got what uh, <laughs> they call it the the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, the Switch. Okay. Which my son, of course, basically stole yeah, from me. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's no longer yours. The thing I love, though, I got the the Oculus Quest Two. VR. Oh, that was cool. That was cool. Because the problem was I was inconsistent. I was experimenting. So I think we need to give ourselves permission to experiment. Maybe as a grown black man, your tastes and your interests have evolved or grown or shifted. Hmm. And maybe because you've been working so hard, you don't know what those are yet. So maybe you need to try some different things. For me, a big one is travel when I can. Boy, I love the beach. If anybody wants to book us for a PTM live on a beach, well, you always on a beach. He's I'm not always on a beach. He ain't Pensacola. Half the time I call Tyler, he's on the strolling on the beach with his phone. I'm messing. I'm messing. Y'all know that's he's always working. Y'all know that's always working. Um, but but that's something we enjoy as a family. Yeah. Which is another thing, man. As I get older, like I don't like being away from my loved ones. Right. You know, it used to be hustle culture. Oh, I'm always on the go. Sorry, I gotta bounce. No, I want to be there. And, mm-hmm. and and if I do go, it's much richer and much more memorable, much more fulfilling with my family. Let me tell you a quick story that is sort of tragic, but it, it, this no, was not. when <laughs> it was with, do, do y'all remember when there was an intercontinental ballistic missile oh, yeah, threat yeah, yeah. in course. Hawaii? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were on vacation and... This alert, it, it comes through the phone almost like an amber alert, amber alert comes through and it interrupts everything and it, big loud alarm. So it it's and, and the the line that got me on the alert was this is not a drill. a drill. Yeah, like because that's immediately what you think. Okay, this is a test. No, this is not a drill. So I'm literally for thirty plus minutes thinking that a nuclear missile is coming to this island and we're gonna die. But I also distinctly remember saying, I'm with my wife and son. If I got to go, there's this is how, I wanna go. This is yeah. how you know, so that whole idea of yeah, those relationships, yeah. man, those relationships. And it might not be, you know, a biological family thing. It might be sort of your chosen family, right? Like like the people who you feel most at home with, the, the most alive with. That's who it could be. Um, but the people matter so much yes, they do. not just an activity right but i can go on and on about activities i recently discovered facials facial um care yeah, right yeah. those i like i because obviously they make your skin glow and look good but it's also you are trapped there yeah and you have to relax you have to just yeah. not do Right. Like you can't even with with that, you can't even really look at your phone because they got your face wrapped up. Wow. Right. So so then it's almost like people's most productive thinking time is in the shower because you're like trapped there. You don't have your smartphone or your screen or whatever. And it's a similar sensation or the barbershop. Oh, of course. Okay, let me tell you about one more thing. Then I'll shut up. Uh, uh, Scissors and scotch. Oh, yeah. You were telling me about this. This was for my birthday. Um, 
And I just, I've been having just grown man birthdays for, mm-hmm. for several years now. So this place is like a, a spa specifically geared toward men in the sense of it's an old school barber shop where they do a straight razor mm-hmm. uh, shave. They also do haircuts. They also do shoulder massages. They also do facials, right? And then with every package comes a cocktail. They got a full bar and that it's separated in two areas in that 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 bar area so it's, it's almost like a starbucks kind of a setup right. it's got free wi-fi tables you can just lounge and chill and sit and the vibe there was so cool man it like just everybody there and there were ladies there um who were the barbers and everything like that too but it was just like everybody was glad to be there they were relaxed they were open wow. they were friendly it felt wow. like being transported into a different culture for a moment Right. Um, And that was so refreshing. I was there for maybe two hours total. But that sent me for the next two days, you know, on this vibe. Right. And there's just so much value. And these things need not cost money at all. I mean, there's a lot of different Mm -hmm. things that we can do. Um, We are so often as as black men. Do we feel like we need permission to do these things? Mm, maybe. Do yeah. we have the imagination to do these things? Are we doing them and we're just not talking about it? That's a great question. I feel like it might be imagination. I feel like it might be permission. I feel like it also might feel like that's selfish. And not even that it's feminine, but that it's selfish. Yeah, yeah. And that there's so much more I could be doing for others. Yeah. You know, it's it's wild. We... uh. And I think we're I think we're doing this. I think it's safe to say. But so for my birthday, which is coming up, it, the it's the day Sunday is the day before my birthday this year in June. And so my team, I was talking to them about something and they were like, oh, you shouldn't do anything on your birthday Sunday. You should bring somebody else in to preach. And I remember I was like, Really? I was like, ah, I mean, it ain't that serious. I just, they were like, no, you need to sit for your birthday. And I was just, I remember just on a basic level being like, for what? You yeah. know, why? Yeah. Like, why would we do that? Like, what's that going to do? And then I think I was really thankful later that they really pushed that. Yeah. Because it, it'll give me a moment that I'm actually looking forward to. Absolutely. To be able to take a deep breath and to be able to enjoy with my people. You know, absolutely what's happening in the church to and just to receive be. and yes. just to be. And I think even within the context of it felt particularly guilty because it's in the context of the church. Yes. Oh, yes. And the church that I'm leading. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm like, this doesn't feel you always right. have to be on. Yeah. yeah, I need to be on. I need to be. And they were like, why? So, I mean, I think as black men, we are so used to trying to provide for others. We won't let others provide for us. Yeah. Hey, everybody, this is Tyler. This is Dr. Jamar Tisby. And we are excited that you're listening to this episode of Pastor Mike. But let me encourage you to support us. You can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash Pastor Mike. And for just $1 an episode. Just a dollar? Now, that's the bare minimum. That's four quarters. But if you want to go higher, okay, 5, you can 10, go higher. 15, right. 20, 25, whatever it is, that will keep this show going and keep the high quality that hopefully you enjoy. So thank you for listening. But you can take it to the next level. Patreon.com slash Pass the mic. We appreciate you. 
We won't let people say, no, I got this. You take a break, sit down, especially in the context of church. This is maybe one of the areas where I started to learn about self-care was every time I walked into church doors, it was for a job. Hmm. So whether it was interim pastor for a time at my church, or I was there preaching as a guest preacher, or I was leading a Bible study or a Sunday school, every single time I walked through the church doors, it was to pour out. Hmm. And not to receive. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. And, and and I talk about rest for others, but not for me. Right. Oh, brother. <laughs> We've talked about this. I'm like, man. Yeah. I'm just. Yeah. It's funny. I was, uh, I was actually at the house of one of our members. And I was at their house. And I was picking up the husband and I were going on a trip. And work church, you know, just running. (laughs) And so we were going up to Atlanta to uh, see my mentor. And uh, this guy walked by with this dog. And it was a pastor of a local church. Uh, White guy, white pastor. And uh, I met him and he was talking. He's like, oh, you're a pastor. And, you know, we were talking. And then I said, "Uh, what's your dog's name? He's told me her name. And he was like, yeah, it's a funny story. He said, when I was interviewed for the church, they asked me, where do you see yourself in, you know, 20 years or or 10 years or whatever? He said, I don't know. You know, hopefully I'm, you know, walking my dog, enjoying life, you know, retired at the end of this, you know. And um, so on his 10 year, 10th year pastoral anniversary, they got him a dog. Oh, nice. Nice. (laughs) It was like really... I was like, man, that intentionality, that you know, really is. it was so special. You could tell he loves this dog, yeah. you know, and so mild mannered, restful for him. And so it's just really cool to think about, oh, you can be in this space and, and prioritize and intentionalize rest. That's so, I'm so glad you mentioned a pet, right? Yeah. Because pets in general, there's all kinds of beneficial effect but a dog in particular i've heard so many people say it's the only chance i get to get alone with my thoughts it's the only chance Mm -hmm. i get to get outside it's the only chance i get to walk around right and it sort of forces you into a different mode and mindset which i think we need um you mentioned something that made me think of another reason why rest is so hard is because the work landscape has changed so much so we live in this sort of gig economy service economy information tech economy where a you can always be on if you want to there's no sort of i'm in the office i'm out right as long as you've got an internet connection you could ostensibly be on but on an even deeper level i'm looking at my parents generation and my dad was able to retire And now my father-in-law is able to retire because they worked at the same corporation company 20 plus 30 years. years. They've got benefits. They've got a pension. They've got social security coming. We have no such guarantee. Like whatever I have right now is me disciplining myself to just have a 401k on my own. But there's no company supporting us, you know, like there's no sort of future security 
when yeah. it, it even no. when it comes to a, a paycheck or savings. No. So then that puts all of this pressure on us right now to work not only for today, but for 10, 20, yes. 30 years in the future. Yes. So we feel like we can't stop because we don't have any sort of safety net. And there's more and more sort of political forces and cultural forces pushing against the very things that would provide that safety net for people who are working hard, but simply because of um, inflation and wage wage stagnation and the gig economy and no benefits and anti-unionization efforts, we can't get ahead. Wow. Wow. So there's this feeling of being constrained. Like, I can't stop. I want to. I would love to do those things, Jamar. Systemic racism. (laughs) It is the culprit and the root. Kurt is back again. Kurt is back. (laughs) Um, But that's very real because I'm looking at my parents' generation with a a bit of envy. Yeah. Like, y'all can just stay in the same spot, accrue all these benefits, bounce yeah. And be good. So it's a give and take, right? Because they're working in one place. They don't have as much job flexibility. Nope. Yep. But then at the end, it benefits them more because they built up all that that's right. equity there. Yeah. No, I think that's true, man. I think there's a lot that has to be unlearned. Yes. And I, I really appreciate you talking about this because I'm learning, listening to you. We talk about this a lot because you, whenever you talk to me, you ask me that question. Like, are you resting? Are you getting rest? Like, are you sleeping? Like, you ask me that a lot. And so I appreciate that. But sometimes I don't really receive it like I should. Yeah. I think because I push past that question a lot. I say, ah, well, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll get there. I always talk about, yeah, we getting away uh, in <laughs> you know, like three months later. I'm like, bruh. Yeah, we gonna get away in like 2024. You don't work 70 you know? hours this week, but you looking for it three months from We're now. Like, yeah, we gonna get away in 2024. Like, oh my uh, God. yeah, right around the presidential election. I'm you sure we'll take a trip. You know, and 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 it does. It almost has to be forced on you, yeah. not, not you in particular, but it nah, almost has to does. be forced on people, right? <laughs> yeah. Me. Um. So, just because we can doesn't mean we should. Mm. I think that's another big shift that I'm trying to make is, yes, I could take one more meeting. Yes, I could take one more engagement. Yes, I could send one more email. But that doesn't mean I should. And it doesn't mean I have to. And here's another one. Oh, who was I listening to? It was just so profound. Um, I think I was listening to Aziz Ansari. Uh, talking about his life as a comedian. Jamar be listening to the most I, I listen to comedy gold mines. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, they're really interesting conversations. And so Kevin Hart's talking to Aziz Ansari just about his journey as a comedian and making it and when was his big break and everything like that. And long story short, they were talking about productivity. And Aziz Ansari was talking about a conversation he'd had with some other star. And he was like, how 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 do you do it? How do you do something like I think it was a um a uh, a musical artist? He was like, how do you put out an album and then just not do anything? Like like aren't you concerned about being in the conversation about getting the next thing? He's like, it's easy. I'm I'm just comfortable with having less money. Hmm. Oof. I was like, wait a minute. Whoa. Hang on. Let's unpack that. Oof. Because. It was such a sort of countercultural answer. Yeah, it was. It was such an anti-hustle answer. It's like, I take my time, I put out art that I'm proud of, and if I'm not pumping out an album every year, that's okay. Well, all that really means is I don't get as much money, but I'm okay. 
I'm okay. So I wonder like if we, this is not everybody's story. We all got different sort of financial journeys, right? But still, (laughs) um, how much of it comes down to acquisition, how much of feeling like we can't rest is feeling like we're missing out on the money or, or the level of luxury or, or whatever that we want to get. I'm not talking about survival. Yeah. I'm not talking about survival. And that's what injustice does is it puts you in survival mode constantly so that you can never rest. But I think honestly, the listeners to this podcast are probably not quite in survival mode. It doesn't mean we're not close to the yeah. brink at all times. That's the difference between the black middle class and the white middle class. It's right, like right. we're one illness, we're one job loss away yeah. from poverty. Yeah. But I wonder if we could allow ourselves to rest if we could say, I won't get as much money, but that's okay because I will get X, Y, Z. It just gave me pause. I don't know where you're at, but it gave me pause. That's helpful, man. I appreciate you sharing this i feel like you this podcast was you talking to me <laughs> i feel attacked um you did not have to attack me like that you also did not have to say everything that i've said to you privately on this podcast but you did anyway and that's fine you know it's okay we'll work it out later Being but silly no I'm, I'm seriously though i appreciate you sharing that because as someone who is you know i consider an older brother like i i need to hear that from you and i need to learn that from you and i think sometimes i'm I'm encouraging other people to do it, but I don't think I'm, I I don't think I'm worthy of it myself. I don't think I've, almost I don't, sometimes I don't think I've worked hard enough to earn it. Right. And I think that's sometimes where I get caught up because I go through seasons of working hard. Yeah. And the seasons where I'm not able to work as hard because of whatever, Yeah. you know, fatigue or exhaustion. Uh Then I feel like, oh, well, I'm not really working hard enough to earn rest. Or deserve wow. rest. Deep, you know what bro. I'm saying? That's deep. Deserving rest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're black man, you are worthy of resting. And let me put it this way. We have time for everything God has put us on this earth to do. Hmm. We have time for everything God put us on this earth to do, including a commandment to have a Sabbath rest every week. Yeah. And we have time to do everything. Jesus got done what he needed to get done in 33 right. years, in three years of public ministry, you have time to get done everything God has set aside for you to do hmm. in a way that's not going to exhaust you to the point of burnout in the process. Yeah. Amen, bro. I receive it. Heavy Let's words. Let's all receive it. We're worthy. Bishop Bishop Tisby. <laughs> Bishop Tisby. I appreciate it, though, man. Heal black man. Heal black Heal man. Heal black man. This episode was brought to you in part by United We Pray. United We Pray is a podcast devoted to praying and thinking about racial strife, especially between Christians. Come join us in praying for the unity of God's people.